What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of On the Power Play. It's me, your boy Brian, always joined by my fantastic co-hosts, Adam and Matt. We took the week off last week, guys, which was actually pretty okay, because don't worry, NHL news is still pretty damn thin right now. But Adam days. and Matt, how you guys doing after the hiatus there? Yo. I'm having fun, fellas. It's nice I to miss see you, boys. Yeah, I mean... When you take a week off, it always feels like you took a month off and you come back <laughs> and you're like, damn, we yeah. haven't done this in so long. It feels like what, what happened? Uh, welcome to episode 86. Uh, Nikita Kucherov. Here we go. Uh, Nikita Kucherov has quickly become one of the NHL's premier forwards, capturing the Hart, Art Ross and Pearson trophies in 2018-2019. Three Stanley Cups now under his uh, two, sorry, two Stanley Cups now under his belt, uh, and he scored at least 100 points in the last two seasons. And if he continues on this pace, he could easily solidify his spot at number 86 forever. Episode Nikita Kucherov, welcome to it. Woo! How about this NHL news? Huh? Very thin, very thin going on here. Not a whole lot oh. of action in the NHL. So we are Set. gonna. We are going to cap the episode off with some uh, with some funsies, um, but it, it might hey, it might be a short one, might end up being a long one. I don't fucking know. Um, we're never ending. We're going twenty four hours. We're left. just it's going to be a twenty four hour pod. Um, no one's going <laughs> to care except for us. <laughs> we'll take shifts. Yeah, we are. We are, everybody's allotted one hour of sleep. Uh, that's all you get. And you have to, and you have to take it. You can take it in chunks if you if you want fifteen minute naps throughout the twenty four hours. You can feel free. I'm like I'm like an elf. All I need is like 40 minutes. Dude, what I'm does that mean? I'm like an elf. You you ever see the movie Elf? Oh yeah. yeah so you know, how he you know, sleeps? I got he goes, 40 minutes. I got a good 40 minutes. Like what was elf. what was the food pyramid? It was candy, candy canes, candy corn, and syrup. Corn and syrup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I would just, we need a. You gotta love Christmas movie references in August. That's just also true. It's got it's, like it's good stuff. Elf. It's good stuff. Um. <laughs> all righty. Well, we are actually going to start the episode with some unfortunate news. We want to kind of get through this first. Um, oh man. The six-year-old Saint Albert, uh, Alberta resident, who basically was the su- Edmonton Oilers super fan who helped them through the playoffs and was kind of their motivation, unfortunately died on Tuesday, August tenth, last week. Ben Stelter. Um, he ended. Uh, he had uh, brain cancer. So, um, unfortunately, uh, his passing did occur. Um, and you know, it kind of sucks because you know when you have super fans like that, that kind of like means so much to a team, especially on a playoff run like the Oilers were having. It's um, it's really unfortunate. Uh, just ten years old is definitely not a a time that you should be dying by any means. No, uh, so absolutely. Not. Oh no, sorry, six years old. He died on August tenth. Yeah, it's even six. Um, so yeah, just yeah, but even if you worse. Think about it. If you think about it, the last you know couple months of his life were just living in such a aurora, watching his favorite team. Yeah, trying. Win the Western Conference Final and go to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I mean, um, it was luckily the last few months of of his unfortunately short life 
were were awesome as you know all things considered um for what the oilers organization did for him to the players to the entire community there in alberta even calgary fans were like getting in on it and like having fun so that was super cool for them and um our thoughts and prayers are with the stelter family and anyone affected by ben's passing super unfortunate and uh yeah it just sucks uh, six years old man it's now now edmonton needs to go get that club this year Yes, agreed. Go, go get it, Edmonton. Go do it. Um, do the thing. To keep moving forward with other NHL news, uh, staying in Canada, the Winnipeg Jets hire Sarah Orleski to join their broadcast booth. Uh, her resume reads as follows: uh, Born and raised in Winnipeg, uh, she should be a familiar face to Winnipeg sports fans, having hosted Jets on TSN broadcast for the last eleven seasons. Uh, She has 20 years of sports broadcasting experience to the Jets content team, having covered premier sporting events across the globe, including the Stanley Cup Finals, the IIHF World Junior Championship, the Vancouver 2010 Olympic Winter Games, and uh, also 13 Grey Cup broadcasts. Uh, So that's super cool for her, being born and raised in Winnipeg and now getting to be one of the voices for the Jets broadcast. That's super awesome. Um, Is she the... First female? No. To do this? No, she's not, right? I don't uh, is she full time or is she sporadic? Um, so in it says here, in addition to producing new jet uh content uh content features, Orleski will assume the role of co-producer and host for a new post game and will provide pre-game hits with all the game day information Jets fans need to know. A new studio and post-game show set will debut in 2023-2024 season. Um, she might be the first for the Jets. I don't know if she's the first person in the league. I feel like no. No, well, I mean, there's like Taryn Hatcher here in Philadelphia, but she mostly does pre and post. Um, so right. she's not really on the broadcast team. Uh, but still, um, super awesome. Uh, we love seeing uh, more women in the uh, hockey realm. It's uh, really important absolutely. to move forward with bringing females in for new voices and new eyes on the NHL. Uh, so that's super cool. Also, the fact that she was born and raised in Winnipeg, fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's just awesome. Te- covering your favorite team. Covering your favorite team. I mean, Taryn Hatcher got to do it. She went to Temple and all that stuff, or uh, Rutgers, and she's like from South Jersey and everything. So that's it's really cool to hear anybody get to you know be on the broadcast team for their favorite team growing up. That's just some some fun stuff there. Uh, to continue, here we go. The Nazim Kadri sweepstakes. Are basically over. Uh, I think either Adam or Matt, I forget which one of you called it, probably like a month ago during the free free agency boom. Uh, It was like, look, Lou Lamarillo probably already has the contract signed in his Mm. desk. Um, And that's basically what happened. Uh, According to uh, hockey, longtime hockey reporter John Shannon, uh, he was on the uh, Seekers and Price podcast recently, and he said, I do think Kadri ends up uh, with the New York Islanders. It wouldn't surprise me if it gets done this week. Lou has to move some money around. I got it from a very good source that it is going to happen very soon. So basically, Nazem Kadri is a New York Islander. And you guys kind of called it uh, with the whole contract being signed and in his desk. Uh, it's kind of nuts. Um, also, Jason Greger, um, who is... Uh, on the DFO rundown podcast said, I spoke to two opposing GMs who believe Kadri is signing with the Islanders. If you go back to last year, as you recall, Kyle Palmieri and Anthony Bovillier signed on September 1st. 
And we might have the same thing happen. It might be a September 1st signing out of the woodworks when Kadri basically has been an Islander all summer as far as he's concerned. Um, what do you guys, like, wh- I hate to ask the question again because I feel like we've already talked about it, but what do you guys think about this whole Lou Lamorello thing where he just has these contracts basically signed and could go ahead with the announcement but decides to get the contract signed first and then move money around second? Do you think this is something that the league should allow? Isn't this collusion in a way? Not really. I mean, it's a superpower move for one. Um, so I mean, like, you have teams that if the teams aren't aware that Kadri signed, obviously, you know, they're submitting offers to him and that he's turning them down. But at the same time, it's really kind of holding the league up because if you've got teams that are basically got Kadri as their number one target on the free agent market and he's not moving, they're going to keep a set of money aside just on the off chance that they get a deal through that he wants to sign when he knows he's not going to sign and Lou knows he's not going to sign. So I feel like that's partially why we're seeing such a kind of a slower summer than kind of normal where there's just nobody signing. Because there's a lot of big names in the market still. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. It's kind of throwing the pause button on free agency because I think a lot of people are waiting to find out what he signs for and then to move forward in free agency with that kind of knowledge. Players like to do that kind of stuff uh, in any sport. They like to see what guys that they could either compare themselves to personally or where they see the market market is at at the time that they want to sign. But. I wanted to pull a calendar up just to see when September 1st landed, since that seems to be the rumor of when this possible announcement is going to come out. And I assume that once Kadri signs, all hell's going to break loose and everyone and their mother is going to sign an NHL deal. Um, so it's a Thursday. I'm going to be at work and I'm sure I'm going to come home 1030, 11 o'clock at night from work and have a thousand graphics to make. So many graphics. So many God graphics that you're going to have to make. You poor God soul. help me. You poor soul, you. I, I um, love it and I hate it. Matt, what do you think about the whole Lamarillo? Uh, how do I? Uh, it's not like a Lamarillo effect, more like a Lamarillo. I'll tell uh, you my attitude. mind. I think <laughs> Lou Lamarillo sold his soul to the devil a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and his soul is actually one of Satan's minions. Just learning. And hey. once you like, put a shadow on him you actually see what he looks like it's like he he was a part of the devil's organization for many many years so he sold his soul he sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> um it's it's interesting to see um it, it, that is their only move it might be well, we actually have to see like what they have to do to clear stuff up, you know, that might include a, like a Matt Martin, like a Cal Clutterbuck. They would have to try and find someone to take those guys. Maybe. Well, I, they they're around twelve million dollars under the salary cap, but also they have some restricted free agents that need to be locked into deals. Uh, Noah Dobson, Alexander Romanoff, and Kiefer Bellows. Um, 
So it really depends on what those guys are willing to take, what you're willing to give them, and then if Kadri can agree to a deal. Right now, uh, it's rumored it's a seven by seven deal for Kadri, um, which is two million under what he was basically demanding early in free agency. He wanted nine mil, um, but you know that as the days go by in free agency, what happens every single time is your price tag continuously decreases. It happened yeah. to John Klingberg, and that happened like what? A week ago, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we talked about it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where the longer you wait, the lower your price tag is going to get. And it really depends if that contract is sitting in Lamarillo's desk signed or if it's currently on the table and Lamarillo's like, hey, this is what we can offer you. Things might change, but do you want to be an Islander? And Kadri was like, yeah. You know, so it really depends on who's kind of holding the cards in this relationship between the Islanders and Nazem Kadri. And I really feel like it's all cards in the hands of the Islanders right now, because Kadri right now has swatted away, I'm assuming, so many different deals that this might be the last one on the table for him. Probably. I'd be shocked if it's not. Unless someone pulls a Columbus and comes out of nowhere. True, but also if the Islanders uh, deal is the only one currently sitting in front of Nazem Kadri, is this what Lou Lamarillo's plan has always been? To keep the contract dangling in front of Kadri until he says no to all the rest of the offers and then wait and wait and wait until that price tag drops uh, to an area that he's comfortable with and then signs the guy. Well, there are also rumors uh, the Islanders made a move after Goudreau. So it's not like he just, you know, I think just waited and waited. I mean, he definitely fished around in the free agency. Okay, I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Name callback. There you go. That completely shut him off too. <laughs> no, I just I'm just embracing the nice pun I, I just did accidentally. That was, that was um, a good one. But <laughs> as far as like Kadri's move, like it sounds like he always had it, the intentions of coming east, the Eastern Conference. I mean, whether that would have been like Florida, but then Florida made the trade for Kachuk, whether that would been. Boston or the yeah, Rangers. Yeah, I was going to say Boston, but like Boston hasn't done anything. Uh, the Rangers have, you know, kind of done little things. Well, they've lost big pieces, got a big piece, you know, kind of evened out. Um, Devils got pl- uh, plot. So as f- I think his intentions is what was always come east. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, I do feel like he always kind of wanted to come east because the hockey's more intense out here. Kind of fits more what Nazem Kadri's play style is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't find it weird because we've seen Lou Lamarillo do it already. Uh, I find it weird that it's not a re-sign situation. This is a free agent that he somehow has coerced into the Lamarillo uh, way of life, I guess you could say. Um, but hey. If it happens this week, it'll happen this week. If it doesn't happen this week, I think we have a brand new conversation next week as to maybe what is happening here. Um, but I guess this kind of depends on what kind of money that Lamarillo can move around in order to make it happen. But as the days tick by, uh, Nazem Kadri's uh, cap hit decreases 
uh, with pretty much every day. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see. I'm going to make a bold prediction. I like it. I like it. I think Kiefer Bellows is going to be one of the names moved out. He's not making any money, but I think that's going to be signing rights that Lou doesn't want to have to deal with right now. Uh, I don't know what the ask is, but I could see that being a package deal. And looking at their cap friendly, I'm going to say either Josh Bailey or Anthony Beauvillier are going to be one of the two pieces moving out of the island to make room for Nazem Kadri. Well, they just signed Beauvillier last year. Um, so do you so nothing. That's true. But do you think that Lamarilla would go more youth and keep Beauvillier and move Josh Bailey? I'm not going to lie. I didn't even know Beauvillier got signed recently. So I, just, <laughs> I, picked, I picked two of the bigger cap hits that if I was Lou, I would look at moving. Um, knowing that, I think it would probably be more likely Josh Bailey then. Um, I was also looking at like Brock Nelson just to kind of make room for that center space for Kadri. But I, as something doesn't, you know, my gut tells me no. And recently my gut has kind of been 100% like on point, which is kind of scary. So <laughs> they've been pretty spot on with your, with your picks usually. Uh, so I got, I trust what you're saying. All right. Well, I will we, obviously we'll see what happens, but uh, we'll keep an eye on watch, that for you guys. Definitely. Watch me be dead wrong. <laughs> it's, it's always possible. It's always possible as a man that is usually dead wrong. It's always possibility. Matthew um, Barzell on the move. Maddie, Maddie Bars is out. Uh, you done, mm, son. Nice. Um, <laughs> all righty. To move forward, uh, we're already at pretty much our last segment of the podcast here. We warned you, folks. There's not a whole lot going in the league right now. Um, we're boring dudes, too. We've got jack shit going on. Yeah, I mean, our lives are pretty boring right now, too. It's uh, as as Matt Fish would say and say it best. It's the dog days of summer, folks. It is the Bro, uh, this is like I'm trying to no, do as much as I can. No, I, I'm trying dogs. to get I'm trying to get out there and do stuff, but you know, work and everything and all that jazz and oh yeah, planning the wedding and shit and it's all all sorts of stuff that I got. The How's planner. That going? Let's, oh. let's so let's diverge. I, I want to hear about these. Do we want to diverge? Di- uh, divulge into that? I mean, we could divulge into that, or we could divulge into the the playoffs that you may or may not be about to be in, or we could divulge into both. Oh, well, I mean, the wedding plan is going fine. You know, we have the date, we have the venue. Uh, right now, uh, we're trying to secure a photographer and a DJ. Um, damn, those are expensive. If you're yeah. if you're a wedding Wait DJ a or a wedding photographer out there, um, hey, any chance you could just lower your fucking prices? No. All right. <laughs> For the love of God, it's so expensive. This is, this is unnecessary to be this expensive. I'm sorry. Uh, it just is. But I'm going to ruin body. everyone's business. It's capitalism. Capitalism. Everyone's sucks. business. And I'm going to send you to my oh, great. employment. Go and buy every available disposable camera you can. And just- Actually, I've heard of that idea. I've heard of that Bro. idea. So instead of a photographer, some people get a disposable camera for every guest. Yep. And that's their wedding photos. And it sounds kind of cool. Ellie would hate it. I would absolutely That's fit. Right. But all right, never yeah, mind. It is what it is. Gotta keep gotta keep uh, the wife happy. Yeah, gotta hey, 
Happy wife, happy life. You know what they say. Exactly. Um, as far as the playoffs are concerned, that's right, folks. Your Killer Bees won a playoff game last night, 8-3. to three. That happened. I was plus three on the night. It was huge. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, oh, boys, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling myself a little bit. I'm going to get a little confident. <laughs> Plus three, so they did good players. They they did what they did. I, I was I, I was just you know on the blue line. You know, hey hey just, hey hey hey, hey hey hey. Say somebody had to get the passes to the forwards, okay? And I I, I was getting yeah. tape to tape, all tape to tape. No, definitely not. But uh, I you know a board was, tape to tape. I was uh boards. Yeah, I was playing uh was playing some solid defense, keeping the puck to the outside, making sure you know wasn't getting behind me, wasn't getting away from me. Had good breakouts. See, hey, it was an all-around good game for the beats, you know. Uh, our leading goal scorer did what he does, and I think he scored like four goals. Absolute menace of society, Jake. Um, but yeah, the, the bees want a playoff game. So next Monday, round two for those uh for those killer bees. Uh, we're gonna find out what happens because the team that we're playing on Monday, very good. Uh yeah. so like the Sioux. Um like the Sioux, yeah, ah, they're da- the, the Sioux are tough, man. The Sioux are damn tough. Fucking uh, hate those Sioux. They're not. They're not as tough as those. Uh, those Dutches. Uh, I forget the Sioux Saint Marie Greyhounds. This, uh, who Who's that team of the Dutchmen that they play? Like, is this all? Like, they're all siblings. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, I don't know the provinces that well. Yeah, I don't know the pro- I don't know the provinces that well. But hey, we're referencing the show uh, Shorzy. For those of you who haven't gone to watch it, go watch it. It's amazing, incredible TV. Um, the Sioux is a you know an actual real life junior team. Oh yeah, Sioux St. Marie. Yeah, and the, yeah. yeah, they're the, one of the best. They're continuously just great. Like if you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, everything it's all from the Sioux. <laughs> Sue St. Marie, baby. Sue St. Marie. Morgan Frost went to the Sioux. Yeah, Morgan Frost was a Sioux. Uh, all right, back to the NHL, <sighs> though. Um, so the New York Rangers have decided upon their captain and Jacob Truba, an absolute menace on the blue line there in New York. Um, I think it's a solid captaincy pick. He's He's young, don't get me wrong, but he's definitely one of the leaders on that team, so I think that that was a good pick for him. Um especially with what he does on the blue line there, plays solid defense, is an absolute wrecking ball when it comes to hitting. Uh, I do think that was a that was a solid move, but that knocks off one of the then eight teams without captains, which leaves seven left. And we are going to talk about those seven teams. We are going to give our picks for captains of these teams. Those teams are as follows, the Anaheim Ducks, the Arizona Coyotes, Buffalo Sabres, the Calgary Flames, the Montreal Canadiens, the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Seattle Kraken. Let's get after it, boys. Who do we want to start with? Do you want to start from the top with Anaheim? Yeah, I think that that makes the most sense. It does. It makes the most sense to me as well. Or, um, oh, no, because they would be second. Never mind. Yeah, let's go top. Let's get out of the way and talk about our favorite team, Brian. I don't know. We'll, we'll 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 save it. We'll save it. That's why I was gonna say go for the <clears throat> That's gonna be a long discussion. So I was gonna say, oh, we'll start at the bottom. But then I saw the crack in there. I was like, oh, well, then the Flyers are second. That doesn't work. So we'll save them second last. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, let's talk about those Anaheim Ducks. Not Wait. mighty, just Ducks. Wait. Who are you guys thinking about for a captain on this team? Oh. So it's a youthful it's a- organization. 
Very evil. Um, so and you have to imagine this captain will be like a two to three year captain. Is that yes. fair to say? Okay. Yeah, I, you well, would have to imagine it's going to be a bridge captain. Yeah, I if that I mean if that's as obvious as obvious can get, then the pick is pretty obvious. It's you know Kevin Shattenkirk, like he's the oldest person in that locker room. Yeah, he, uh, they look up to the kids look up to him a lot. He'll probably rock to see. <coughs> the thing my, is, my look, only other guess was Adam Henrique, but I kind of fell on Shaddy. Uh, just because he's a leader and he's been, you know, he's won cups. He's been leaders on a bunch of really good teams. And you're right. I think the kids look up to him and uh, his veteran leadership. And that's why I really think he's just kind of your go to there, honestly. Uh, I think he's the oldest on the team. Yes, he is. I've got yeah. The yeah. So, you know, Adam Henrique's been in the league for a while too, but you could definitely give Henrique an A if, you know, you want to shake that up too. Uh, but I kind of agree with Matt there and the Kevin Shattenkirk thing. What about you, Adam? How, where are you leaning there? I'm leaning. I, I agree with the two of you. And I mean, if John Klingberg hadn't just signed there, I probably would have given him the C. Um, but when I look at captains, I like to give it to, or at least when I look at captains when I play Chell, I like to give it to guys that have been with the team for a long period of time or, or like a team original. Um and just kind of going by that criteria, I'm edging more towards Adam Henry. Uh, he, he's been there for a few seasons. I feel like he's probably ingrained himself in the locker room. Um, I mean, Shattenkirk's been there two seasons, and I see what you guys are saying with the, the leadership thing, but you don't have to necessarily wear the C to be a leader. Uh, and I think, honestly, Henrique kind of encapsules right now that bridge captaincy until I think the long-term captain becomes Trevor Zegers. But as far as this upcoming season, it's got to be, I think, Adam Henry, if they name the captain. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I could see either of them. Like, I wouldn't be surprised with either or being captain. I think they're both not only the oldest, but also the biggest leaders, respectively, for their cores and on that in that locker room. So I yeah either either or honestly, but I am leaning Kevin Shattenkirk. I just think he's the more built to be a leader kind of player. And hasn't he been an alternate captain on other teams? Probably. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. I don't know if that's a stat that's tracked anywhere. Enrique Enrique was assistant captain in uh, New Jersey. In New Jersey, yeah. yeah. And I think Shaddy was one in New York. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Any pictures of him wearing a letter? Nothing in St. Louis. He does have the A in New York, so there you go. All right. Yeah. So both have had captaincy roles before, so they understand the uh, the assignment that is. Uh, also, they could do the whole shared oh. captaincy thing. He was also, <clears throat> unless this is fake, he might have worn the C, Chet and Kirk in New York. Yeah, like that. I mean, he was definitely a leader when he was C. in New York, so it wouldn't surprise me. I'm still going Henry. <laughs> all right. Well, the boys are split here. Uh, either Adam Henrique or Kevin Shattenkirk. Again, I think we can all agree those are probably your two best options. Us, us, Adam has us. Adams have to stick together. Indeed, indeed. Um, moving <laughs> forward to the Arizona Coyotes. You want to talk about a young team? This one just gets oh, even younger. Um, boy, oh boy. Uh, looking at this team, you you can't really like. I don't think anybody on this team has had like a long NHL career and has been on this team long enough. 
uh, I mean, to, the, to be considered captain. Obvious, but there's an obvious answer here, and that is, I mean, oh, the Iron Man himself, Phil Kessel, he's technically like he's, now on the roster. Yeah, he's, oh, really? he's a free, he's a free agent. agent. Correct. He's a free currently, agent. still a free agent. He's technically now on the roster, so we can't say his name. Or else I would completely agree with you. It would be a very easy answer. You can still say his name. I don't know. Like, where else is he going to play? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they'll sign him, dude. They'll sign him. I don't know. I think he might go elsewhere. I think at this stage... That would have already happened. That would have already happened, I think. Ah, PK's still out there, too. True that. Um... I, I honestly, I, again, I want, back to the Kadri thing. I think once Kadri signs, all these other pieces are going to fall into place. I um, thought PK signed already. Nope. Nope. Wow, Pretty sure he's right. still out there. Interesting. Interesting. I'll just say it. There's a Fisher on the uh, Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> so, uh, I love it's it. Gonna ha- that's going to happen. Yes. Uh, Chris, Christian Fisher, 25 years old. This is going to sound weird, but like, Go bear on. with me. And this isn't me being a homer by any means. I think I see where you're going, and I had the same thought. But when you kind of look at who their important players last year were and who you could consider a leader in that locker room, my eyes honestly go to Shane Goshespierre. He's been in the I league long enough. He's been around. He's been with this team. This is going to be, what, his third year being with the team? Second. Um, second year being with the team. But when you look at kind of who their best players were last year and guys you could consider being captains and being old enough and having enough NHL experience, I really think I'm looking at Shane Gosh's beer here. Not a bad pick. I, but, I uh, thought him, uh, if it wasn't for the fact that Jacob Chaturin is basically already out the door with the Coyotes, the C would have gone to him if I was uh, making this decision. Right. Otherwise, I really don't know. I mean, maybe Clayton Keller if you just want to start a full youth movement. But I, I honestly, like, for whatever reason, I don't envision him as a captain. Andrew Ladd is there, and I could just see them giving him the C just to have a captain. Ladd would. Ladd's been a vet, a sturdy vet. Yeah. You know what? I had I had the same thought as being, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make the same pick Shingas spare i think if anybody will get the scene yeah it just it feels it like it does. makes sense for whatever odd reason it just feels like it makes sense you know now let's bring back the the uh the goalies being allowed to wear the c and give it to karel valamalka damn right make it happen why not isn't this i think this is the guy that toronto signed and they immediately picked him oh no that was harry satari never mind <laughs> scary Terry. Um, scary yeah, Terry. scary Terry's not actually that scary. He's, he's a pretty nice guy once you get to know him. Is that true? Yeah, yeah who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Rick and Morty. It's a Rick and Morty quote. But yeah. See, I, see, I've never met Scary Terry. I don't know what kind of things you do in your free time. Uh, but I, uh, I usually don't try do. to let demons into my dreams. So true. Um, <laughs> this is the kind of life I try to live most of the time. Uh, um, to keep moving yeah. forward here, the Buffalo Sabres also without a captain. Uh, this one kind of, I feel like this is a given. He was already their alternate captain last year. Uh, I'm leaning Kyle Ocposo. I uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, 
Mm. I, I just it just screams no captain. Like it Buffalo does. just screams no captain because Akposo is not gonna be there long. But they're also in like that youth movement, and they got like you know Owen Powers, a really good player. Like you kind of see a leader in him, but like he's also less than fifty games into an NHL's career, right? Um, so uh, it just screams no captain. But then again, Akposo has been that dude who's just been in the league for a long time and probably deserves it. But also, I'm leaning uh, one of their young defensemen, Rasmus Dahlin, who they just re-signed to a couple of years, I'm pretty sure. He's going to be with the team for a while unless he gets traded. So He's got two years left on his deal. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to lean into the youth movement thing, I think Rasmus Dahlin would be a good pick. If you're just looking for a captain who's had NHL experience and has been around the league for a while, Kyle Ocposo, I think, makes a lot of sense, too. Adam, what say you, my friend? I like both of those ideas, and I kind of want to go outside the box, and my gut is screaming Alex Tuck. Really? I don't I, – I'm pretty sure, unless I'm mistaken, he's a hometown boy. Like, he, he's from Buffalo. Uh, he is from Buffalo, yeah. He is a Buffalo native. He's Buffalonian. signed – Buffalonian. <laughs> he's signed for the next four years, so he's going to be for a little bit. Um, I mean, I can I can see where Acapozo comes from, being as he's he's worn the A for a while, but he doesn't scream captain in my eyes. Something about Alex Tuck kind of just screams captain to me. So yeah, see, that's interesting to me because that's not something I would have immediately picked up on, given that he's only been with the team for a year. But I I hear what you're saying, Buffalo kid, uh, make him captain. You know, I think it, it I mean, could he work. Came, he came in. <clears throat> You know, he came in, A, embracing it. I feel like, I mean, obviously for the media, you're going to, you know, not diss the team that you just got traded to. Yeah, you're going to pander to the media. That's going to happen. He came in embracing it. He did very well. I don't know if he signed a deal there or this is what was left over from when he was with Vegas. But, I mean, I don't foresee him going anywhere anytime soon. And, I mean... I feel like he's that nice kind of like you talk about the youth movement, but you don't want to put a C on somebody too early in their career unless they're a Connor McDavid or an Austin Matthews or like they did with Jack Eichel exactly um so I mean I feel like Tuck is kind of that nice in between he's been in the league for a while um not necessarily you know the the stereotypical you know guy to get to see but I mean I wouldn't have pegged Jacob Truba as someone that would have gotten the C for the Rangers and they gave him the C so I that's I, I'm saying Alex Tuck I would name him the captain if I was a uh, Buffalo. I kind of like where your head's at there. I'd actually be kind of happy to see Alex Tuck get the C. I didn't know he was from Buffalo, so that's the kind of stuff that I like. You know, going back I to think the, he is to the Sarah Orleski thing. I kind of like when hometown kids come back home. Yeah, um, Syracuse, New York. To stay up north, if not a couple miles farther, the Calgary Flames also have had a captain. Now this oh. is where it gets a bit interesting because I think there's a lot of good candidates here. Um. I think the dumbest thing they could do is make Jonathan Huberto captain right out of the gate. That's the dumbest thing they could do, but he's got the pedigree. I understand that, but he just came to the team. Um, man, I am, I'm still leaning um, Sean Monahan on this one. I'm leaning Sean Monahan. Uh, he's been with the team for a while. He's been an impact player for him. 
Um, he's been hurt like basically all last year. It's true, but it's not like he's not a part of the team. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like, right. but there might not be left much of a career left. Right, um, but all, but also, if you could give goalie sees, Jacob Markstrom gets this with flying colors every time. Yeah, I, I can it might that. not happen, but I'd like to see it. Mangiapane, captain. That was another one of the one of the guys oh, that I was thinking. I, I was looking at um, Monahan, Mangiapane, or Coleman. At Blake Coleman in his second year, second year for like a six-year contract, right? Yeah, and also you know he's he's been with the team his whole career. Uh, no, he, he did. He's a, I thought he, I thought Blake he started Coleman? with Calgary. Yeah, Blake Coleman. Now, no, he started with Jersey. Got traded to Tampa. Won two cups with Tampa, and then oh signed shit, a, totally forgot about that. Signed a lucrative deal. Who with am Calgary. I thinking of right now, dear lord? Um, <laughs> Manji Apani has been there the whole time, right? Um, so yeah, I totally get where you're coming from there, uh, Matt, with the Mangiapane pick. I think he was definitely one of the guys that I thought would be, uh, in the conversation. Uh, Adam, how about you? Well, you guys kind of took both of mine. Uh, so I'm going to go with my joke answer and say Milan Lucic. Oh my God. I would love to see that, bud. (laughs) That would be (laughs) so fucking funny. But uh, that is like laugh out loud. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's that's why it's the joke answer. I don't think it'll happen. It's cool. <laughs> uh, to be a to give a serious answer, probably I would give it to Mangiapane. I'm also low key looking at Backlund. Are you? Well, low key. I mean, he's got the A there already. It's true. Uh, Monahan, because of the injury thing, and just how much of a downturn of a season seasons. He's had kind of sours that idea for me. Mangiapane just kind of seems right. I'm also low key looking at Noah Hannafin. Yeah, he was he was one of the guys I was like kind of looking at. Um, but I, I just don't know if he's had enough of an impact as like a leader on that team. Yeah. Also, I don't know a whole lot about the Calgary Flames. So I'm being 100 percent honest, it's but you know, true. So yeah, uh, Milan Lucic, your Calgary Flames captain. Love it. Love it forever. Mangiapani. <laughs> what name? Mangiapani. Yeah, Mangiapani. That's a that's a killer last name, man. That, that sounds like a, a that sounds like a pizza joint. You want to head you, down to Mangiapani to slice? You know, oh, it's a killer name. Uh, Mangiapani's speak, pizza. How can I help you? Speaking of the land of killer names, let's uh, turn our eyes towards Quebec uh, for the Montreal Canadiens, who also do not have a captain. Is it just me, or does this one kind of seem easy? It's going to be brendan gallagher right i i can't say because i think they're trying to ship him out of town to be honest with you i mean even if they are though i don't think they're getting any buyers <laughs> to be honest with you and he's been but, he's been with that organization for a long time you know he's on he's he's like synonymous at this point with that surprise cup run in 2020 you know, he's been a leader on the team. He already has an A. I feel like it just makes the most sense to make Brandon Gallagher your captain. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably, yeah. I'd, I'd pick Gallagher. Adam, how about yourself? I know you're going to play the devil's advocate, even though I think you know that we have the right answer. I I can agree with you for Brandon Gallagher, but low-key, I'm looking at Cole Caulfield. Yeah, uh, why though? I don't. The only reason I need I, some reasoning for this one. See, I, it's not even like a a confident thing. It's like 
it's someone I would give the C to in another like three or four years, kind of thing. But uh, to me, he just kind of, it's him or Suzuki, if I'm honest. Like those two kind of scream like the next future captain for the squad. Yeah, but the right now captain, wouldn't right you want to wait captain, for the core to get some legs under him in the NHL? Well, yeah, that's why I'm kind of like I'm hesitant to say I'm all in on Caulfield. But like if Caulfield didn't have that downturn season that he had until um St. Louis became captain or um became coach, I probably would have given Caulfield the same. Uh, but with that downturn season and how he's starting to slowly turn things around, I will probably agree with you guys that's going to be Gallagher. But I, I don't know, man. Cole Caulfield, I see something there. Hmm. I, it would definitely be an interesting move for Montreal to make Cole the captain. I think that would be especially because he's American, and you yeah, exactly. Just see, and you know you who hates the... Americans? The French Montreal. Canadians. Yeah. Well, they they like Leclerc. They like Leclerc. But that's because his last name sounds French Canadian. They just kind of they just kind of lied to themselves a little bit on the inside. Yeah, they do that all the time. Indeed, Um, indeed. Um, as far as yeah, it's like you you naming a a a American kid captain of the Canadians, and when you're seeing all this, you know, the great migration out of Canada, like that'd be kind of like hope kind of throwing like your biggest bait out of fish that might not be committed to your team. Yeah. That's it. It is one of those situations. I agree. I don't know. I, I feel like Caulfield is probably going to be a lifer for the Canadians. And that's why I said, give, I, I give him Dude, everyone's leaving Canada, man. And I, yeah, but how many people are leaving hard to the believe. Canadians? Well, it, it's, it's all people are leaving uh, the Canadians. But as far as, like, I mean, like, I'd be surprised if Caulfield never wanted to play for an American team. Well, oh, the, yeah, on, no, the, only, the only twist in that one, though, is his relationship with uh, Martin San Louis as long as they keep him as coach. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. But at the end, they relationships go sour. They can, yes. I agree with you. However, Not, if I mean, it keeps moving like this. It's, right. It's a good relationship, but, you know, it could go sour. Like, when you think of, like, really strong coach-player relationships that have brought success to organizations, you think, like, Joel Quenville and, like, Patrick Kane, Jonathan, Jonathan Taze, and you think yeah. of, like, um, Cooper in Tampa and Stamkos, you know? Yeah, and this it has a possibility to be one of those coach-captain relationships if they do decide to give – um uh Caulfield DC at some point. Um I just don't think now is the time. That's just my yeah, no, opinion I, here. I, I can agree with that. And that's why I'm I'm low key looking at him. Um as far as like a now thing, I agree Gallagher's the guy. But I, I would <clears> say <throat> if I was Montreal two to three years time, especially if I'm looking to move Gallagher out, Caulfield's my pegged next guy in the Right, right. Uh, yeah, no, I, that I can get on board with. That I can get on board with. Um, And second to last but not least, oh, boy. those orange and black, the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, um, my cards are uh, are saying Sean Couturier is going to be named the next captain. Um, when Kevin Hayes being... 
it's a toothless look. Yeah. I mean, it's iconic with the franchise. If yeah, if you want to be a captain in Philadelphia, lose your two front teeth. It's uh, it's really that easy. Um, especially because he lost him at eighteen, like his first season with the Flyers, eighteen years old. First like stud. ten games loses his fucking two front teeth. Like yeah, yeah, never didn't have those for long. Yeah, no, no, he did not. Uh, I I really think it's kind of Sean Couturier's job to to lose almost um, um as far as like picking it like yes that indicates i mean he's been here his whole career he's been here since he's 18 he's won a sucky trophy uh, a couple years ago before he got hurt as far as him being a communicator i mean if you look at the history of the flyers like we had richards as captain he wasn't the best verbal communicator but his play spoke out as a leader um you had Pronger, who was you know, kind of a, a verbal leader in, like, a very hard tone. He was a hard and, ass, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much – I mean, Giroux obviously got thrown the sea at a very young age, so he had to grow into it. Right. And, you know, but he was never, like, the jawler. Like, he didn't – he was more like a – like, his play. But, like, he, he did speak. Like, he was a verbal communicator, but not, like – Led verbal communicator. Um, Sean, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's been here so long. I mean, you bring Torts in here, and if it's his pick, I, I mean, I think he'd respect the franchise, but he's also going to pick who he believes should be captain. And so you're leaning you know, Kevin Hayes? No, I mean, I'm, I'm, here's my, I'm throwing out a wild name. Because of this success, he, he's coming into this locker room. He already knows his player. No. Cam Atkinson plays power play. He plays no. penalty kill. He plays all three lines. You don't get it wrong. He hasn't been here long. Hasn't been here long. But he's shown he's committed to the Flyers. He's committed to the Flyers. I don't think it will happen. I think it will probably be Coots. But, I mean, you look at Cam. Like, he's just a good locker room guy. He plays fucking hard like a fucking fire should he plays penalty kill he's a great penalty killer he's one of the best shorthanded goal scorers the league has has had in the past like what since he's coming in the league i'm just saying it's a it's a name that's just like it might be like dude i know going into training camp it might be a situation where it's like i know cam will provide this amount like torch will be saying that i know cam will be providing this amount don't get me wrong like this this pick's important like you got katorie who's been here forever yeah kevin hayes who seems like the heartbeat of the locker room like that's as obvious as obvious can get kevin hayes is the heartbeat of the locker room and then you got cam who's you know had his best year with tortorella as the coach Right. So uh, I, that's just a wild card name. It probably will be Coots. I mean, it he's absolutely earned it. Right. Uh, right. That's why I'm I'm definitely leading, leaning Coots to get the job. But, hey, as an outsider, Adam, what say you, my friend? I'm saying Justin Braun. Nice. Hell yeah. Justin Braun. No. Hell yeah. 
honestly, I, I'm looking at this roster, and I was my initial joke answer was actually going to be Tony D'Angelo, but I didn't want to be you know thrown out of the podcast. So the first, first year with the team, they won. They won. I remember this is my this is my Zoom room. I can kick you out anytime. And that's why I yeah. went Justin Braun, but no. Um, honestly, I think it's I think it's. <clears throat> Kevin Hayes, of everyone on this roster, seems more like the captain type to me. From an outside looking in perspective, um, I could see the argument for Couturier, um, which, oddly enough, oh, that's why he's on IR. Um, but I don't know. Kevin Hayes just, to me, seems like more of the, the captain to me. I don't know why. That just kind of where my... It's the verbal. It's yes. the verbal side that Kevin Hayes brings. Like the way he's able to communicate with every player and well, you know. too. And I mean, being the captain, you're gonna be the guy that's ninety five percent of the time the go to for the media. And the referees and, and stuff. your face. Um, so I, I I don't know. That's kind of where my head goes. I could also see this being a team that doesn't get a captain for a season or two. I don't think that happens. No, yeah, it did not. It, the thing is, it's the city. the The city has finds major importance, at least its fan base, in a captaincy and who is captain. But since your since coach since isn't going to give a shit. Since year one of this franchise, we've always had a captain. Yeah, that would be a bold thing to break up as a new head coach. There's, you know what I'm saying? There's. A first time for everything, boys. That's all I'm saying. But if I'm naming a captain, it's going to be Kevin. Oh, all right. All right. I wouldn't have a problem with that either. I really wouldn't. No, no, no. I'll tell you. Most fire fans wouldn't deep, have a problem. Deep down in my heart, Justin Braun. <laughs> Honestly, right, we, can, we, can, we, can all, we can all hold that deep down in our hearts. I think it would be fun. Uh, I, I like Justin I, th- I, th- I think Chef Quake would say it. I don't know why Jeff Quake hates Justin Braun so much. Justin, I mean, I I, I get I question it. He's some not of great. Quake's, Quake's uh, takes, opinions Quake takes. on hockey. He's definitely but, got some hot takes. That's for sure. He's got hot takes. All right. He's All like, right. Really, but like that's just the thing with the more vocal, like, especially this sport is like you can talk to someone and you could just like not agree with. The way they look at it, and it's just like the way they look at it. You know, it's, Can I throw can't a people opinion? Yeah, NHL, looking... the NHL is uh, not as cut and dry of an opinion league as like the NFL. I feel like everybody's opinions on the NFL are the same. Um, yeah, you have you have your really good teams, you have your okay teams, and you have your bad teams, and it happens every single year. Um, you know, not a whole lot comes out of the woodwork in the NFL. In the NHL, I mean, everybody's got just so such drastic, differing opinions. It happens every year. Can I throw a random candidate in my mind for the captaincy that I feel like I might get a little pushback on? But I Scott Lawton. Huh? Scott Lawton? No. Okay. I haven't proved. Yes. Fuck no. (laughs) Yes, it's um, absolutely fucking not. His contract is up. What, like three years? He's Uh, in the prime. He's twenty-five. He's not a leader. He's he can't even through, lead his own line that he's on. He's gone through some two rough years. He's gone through two rough years. Um, and you want to make him captain? It's tough. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough to be. No. I, I, I'm, I'm. You know me, 
Bing. I've always I stand by Provy, even though even though he's had two rough years, I stand by him. I don't want him to get rid of him. Dude, he doesn't but even want to play here. He he wants to. He doesn't play even here. want to be here. He wants to be here. Oh my god. Are he we just ignoring his end of season comments? Yeah, the comments are comments. Look at Nick Cassianos. <laughs> you make I like people with a little bit of fuck you attitude. I'm okay with the I'm to. okay with the fuck you attitude, but when you're blatantly like, yeah, it kind of sucks uh, being here. Uh, fuck off. Yeah, then get out. Here, I don't. Man. I don't need you. I think you who better to be the captain then? Uh, um, yeah, you really want yeah. your leader to not want to even play here? That makes no sense. It makes no sense. Who said? Who said I make sense? I think he wants to be a player. Uh, a little insider info. I'm doing a. I think he's the captain on my expansion team franchise in NHL 22. I named Cody Glass the captain of my expansion team, <laughs> alongside Johnny Gaudreau, Alexi Lafreniere. Who else is on this team? Mikhail Sergachev is there, and I named Cody Glass my captain. Fascinating I mean, choice, I must say. I love it. I don't know why he just screamed captain to me. Well, uh, we for another another organization whose captaincy is far up in the air, the Seattle Kraken. Oh, this is this the is last team, one, actually. This one, this one's tough. I think there's a lot of good ideas here. You can go the youth movement, or you can go with one of your guys that's already been an alternate captain here on the team. I'm leaning Jordan Eberle. Oh, okay. He's already got the A. He's a veteran leader. Um, he's been around the league. He knows what he's doing. Uh, sure, is he in the twilight of his career? Absolutely, but he could definitely be a leader of a young team. I have I have nothing but faith in his ability to lead young players. Um, I'm thinking of the one player they got from Pittsburgh. Um, Brandon Tanev. Yeah. Uh, no, not Tanev. Not Schwartz. I'm looking. I've got the roster here. Player from Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh. McCann. Yeah. Yeah. Jared McCann. Jared McCann. Come from Pittsburgh. Oh, he did come from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think he his game speaks sounds like a captain. He just plays every situation. Penalty killer, power play, can play you know up and down the lineup. He he's a he's a leader. I think Jerry McCann's a leader. I hear you. I just always struggle with the idea of a first-year player being named captain. I always struggle with that idea. What do you mean first-year player? It's his first year in Seattle. Last year was his first year in Seattle. Everyone's everyone's first. Oh, I thought thought he came in this year. Okay. No, he was part of the expansion draft. Oh, my God. I'm stupid. Okay. Um, this is an expansion team. Oh my lord! Been, he is, for future, for he's played 427 games in the NHL. Well, I know that, but you know, also like saying. Andre Burakovsky could probably be a captain on this team, but it's his first year playing in the city. That I always struggle with the idea of that I see, thing. I, but I, I get also I'm an idiot. So, um, well, so am I. I I can definitely see McCann having captaincy. Uh, ability as a leader uh it just it seems like maybe he needs another year to kind of earn that as a leader in the locker room i just feel like jordan eberly with given his time in the nhl and all that stuff i just feel like he's your veteran leader on this team without a doubt now that geo is retired you know what i'm saying no doubt i just adam what say you 
McCann's my pick. I like it. To name a captain right now, I can agree with Everly. I'm also looking at Jaden Schwartz. Um, those would be my two right now picks. But bar none, I don't care anything else. A couple years down the line, Matty Beneers is my captain of the Seattle Grand. Yeah, completely agree. Um, he's. I don't yeah. think he's McDavid Matthews status yet to get that C. I mean, Matthews obviously doesn't have the C yet, but he should, in my opinion, have the C for Toronto. Um, McDavid is probably the better comparison where he got the C pretty much right out the gate. Um, he's not there yet, but everything I've seen and heard about him screams captain material to me. So he is 100% my captain for the Kraken, but if you want to have a transitional guy, Eberly or Schwartz, and I think I'm going to give it to Schwartz just to be different. Okay. All right. No, I can I can totally agree with what you're saying there. Um, yeah, I think all of those guys would be good captains for this team. Um, I'm just interested to see what this team ends up being this coming year. They got Burakovsky now. Um, you know, they've I'm very intrigued. I, I am too. Maybe the goaltending gets better. I, uh, who knows? Um, but they got Martin Jones. They got Marty Jones, <laughs> baby. Jones. Um, but low key, low key. Ryan Donato, captain of the Seattle Kraken. Ryan Donato. Maybe not the only player my sister knows. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, folks. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of on the power play. Obviously we can only do with the information that we have from the NHL, which is kind of slim right now. So we'll try and keep making these episodes fun. We might have more off I'll weeks tell, in the next couple of weeks. I'll, Who knows? I'll but. tell you this. If we come back next week, I will give an update on the Jacksonville interstellars and the people's hockey league. Just the Yes. Person. Yes, we'll we will reserve that for a, a week to come, probably next week. But as always, thank you so much for listening. Go ahead and follow us on our socials on Twitter and Instagram at OTPP pod on both. While you're in the uh, on those pages, go ahead and hit the links in the bios to go to our merch store. We got plenty of stuff for you guys for the coming colder months in the fall. Those are around the corner. Um, we got all the stuff you're going to need for that. Also, Adam, go ahead and plug Twitch twitch.tv slash on the power play because we took a week off i too took a week off from everything so there was no streams this week i might try and go tomorrow well we shall see the interstellars have burned me out because it's god help me with the interstellars but the people's hockey league has been a hell of a lot of fun a lot of crazy games happening Uh, i'll talk about that next week but yeah twitch.tv slash on the power play Follow the channel, get the notifications, come and watch and have a grand old time with your boy, the People's GM. And again, if you miss the streams, they are on the yes. page for video on demand. You can rewatch them and they're fun to rewatch, folks. I'll tell you what, not you. I can't usually um, make the make watching it because I'm at work at the time, but I do Next. like to rewatch them. And the People's Hockey the League is a lot of fun. <laughs> I uh, don't work. He's he's clearly homeless. Uh, all he has is a TV <laughs> and a PS4 and a computer. Um, I'm, I'm streaming out of the cave with my buddy uh, Yogi and Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, you know it, it's it's okay. Where he's doing all right though, folks. He's doing all right. Fine, um, fine. As always, I, I thank totally you again. Break into the house I'm in. Thank you again for listening, and we out.